You're listening to a podcast from the Cinema Geekly Podcast Network. We're the geeks you deserve and the ones you need right now. It's a brand new episode of Hear the Walking Dead, Cinema Geekly's all-encompassing omnibus Walking Dead podcast. It's Anthony and Aurora back talking another episode of Season 9 of The Walking Dead. It's Episode 3. It's called Warning Signs. And mm-hmm. there are a lot of warning signs yeah. in this show, Aurora. The, it feels like the end might be nigh for Rick's group. Yep. Uh, it's not. It's not looking good. Uh, there's some stuff yeah, I have. Can, some... Oh, go ahead. Can I say something for the record? That's what I remember. By all means. Um, I feel like every time we record the Walking Dead mm-hmm. podcast, not when we're talking about Fear the Walking Dead, just the Walking Dead, I do get sick. That does happen a lot, doesn't it? Right. Everybody. Go I feel back like every time we, yeah, every time we're recording this specific podcast. At some point, I get the zombie flu. <laughs> and it does feel like it's always kind of around this Halloween time as well. Yes. Like late yes. October, early November. Yes. This is crazy. I guess I haven't... I mean, I know that it happens, but I guess I wasn't really putting it all together. Yeah. That's how big of a fan I am. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think you're a big fan? <laughs> Aurora yes. actually attempts to turn into a zombie every yes. year around this time. Yes. Uh you always recover, though, so... Yes. Uh, let's talk about what happened uh, in this episode. Uh, you remember Justin? The guy who who vanished last week? Mm-hmm. He's a zombie now. Yep. Uh, but he's not the only one. Uh, another savior. Uh, is it is it a rat, Eret? Yeah, Eret. I think it's yeah. Eret. Yeah. Goes missing as well. Angering the saviors. And postponing the construction of the bridge. Rick asks Gabriel to follow Anne, who is revealed to be trading people to a mysterious ally in exchange for supplies. Although it feels like this is something she used to do back when she was Jadis. Mm -hmm. It's not something she's currently in the midst of doing. Gabriel confronts her, forcing her to incapacitate him. Because uh, it seems like she wants to leave with Gabriel. Uh, right. Leave this place. Maybe go to where these mysterious ally folks are. Uh, Daryl and Maggie learn that Oceanside has been capturing and killing the saviors, including Eret, as revenge for killing Oceanside's men. They walk away as Cindy kills Eret. And they, and by they I mean Daryl and Maggie, decide to ignore Rick's way quote-unquote, and confront Negan. Uh, so what did you make of this episode? I mean, I can't wait to see Maggie <laughs> confronting Negan. <laughs> yeah, there's some words that need to be exchanged, although I don't know if she's interested so much in exchanging words. but Yeah, I, when she said, is, I think this time we, we talked to Negan, I was like, oh, shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I mean, it's an, an okay episode. <laughs> Again, 
Yeah, I feel like this was better than the last two, though. I it was know, from... better. Yes, there was there was a little bit more, you know, tension. Yeah, I um, thought the scene where Maggie and Daryl finally find Eret and mm-hmm. they find the Oceanside girls, and that story they're telling about, yeah. you know, how her brother died. Uh, I didn't even realize her name was Cindy at first. Um, part of me was hoping, like, you know, now that... Uh, now that we're going to cease to see like further adventures of Clementine, I'm like, maybe they can just say that this girl is Clementine and she's more grown up. Like (laughs) that would have worked for me. (laughs) Like she reveals at the end of the episode that she's got a baseball hat and it's all tattered. Yeah. That would be amazing. They really do need to, they really do need to bring that character into the show. I think. Um, but that story she tells about, um, Simon's group coming and Eric was a part of it and they, have to come in and and kill these people and she talks about killing her brother and her brother was only 11 years old and she was pleading with her not to do it and they make Eret say what she told to Cindy which was you know no exceptions mm-hmm. and Eret it's tough to it's tough to know whether or not I should sympathize with her in any way because she's like look if I did anything against the grain Simon would have killed me uh, yeah, but Cindy's like, yeah, but you know, you were smiling. It's mm-hmm. like you were enjoying this, and so it's like she's like when Eric is like Simon would have killed me. It's like I'm feeling sympathy. When Cindy's like, yeah, but you were smiling. You you know you were reveling in this, and it's like sympathy gone. Yeah, uh, I, I, I mean, if I'm being honest, I didn't feel any sympathy but at then, any point. <laughs> but then my brain starts like thinking. Like on like levels deeper about this, like was she just putting on a show? Like she knows she has to act like this, otherwise mm-hmm. Simon will suspect her. Or is it? Or was she not putting on a show? And this is just a result of this is what happens to humans. Like she was in a survival situation. She knows Simon will kill her if she does something like this. So she kind of, you know, like Anakin gives into the dark side. And this is just what happens to humans when they, uh, uh, when they, in, when they, I guess, get that deep into something that dark. That I mean, it something could, yeah. changed in her. But you know, now that Negan's been captured, you know, is it possible she could, you know, be redeemed from all of this? Like, there are a lot of unanswered questions, like mm-hmm. when it comes to the morality of this situation. But I, but I, I'm on Maggie and Daryl's side. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know who's right or who's wrong in this situation. Like, I can easily see... I can reason for Eret, but it's also very clear that I also sympathize heavily with Oceanside and and Cindy. I I would have never combined the communities. After capturing Negan, I would be like, the saviors, you guys have to leave. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That kind of feels like this whole... (laughs) It kind of almost feels like an analogous for this, like, idea that you know, we should unite the Middle East and it's there factions of religions that have been warring with each other for so long that they can't mm-hmm. see the humanity in each other. Yep. Um, can you bring that together? And yeah, it's really tough. Yeah, it's uh, I mean, you could look at it as like the political divide in the United States, like, uh, you know, that it's not a it's not necessarily uh 
like a violent war between two political sides, but they each political side has a very difficult time in seeing the humanity in the other side and therefore mm-hmm. are always warring with each other as well. And can they ever come back together and coexist? So yeah, I mean, the is... one thing that you, you have to add the, the, the fact that resources are scarce. So oh, yes, yes. Like you also have to share your stuff with people that you don't like mm-hmm. and probably killed your family. <laughs> but on the other hand, you've got Rick making a really good point. He's like, look, this is a world that's run by the dead. We shouldn't be killing ourselves over this like you know this is all that's left we need to stick it out as as best as we can and it's that i actually really like this because it's one of these these things that i find uh fascinating we know in our head there's like somewhere deep even in like the most cynical person Mm -hmm. like knows that if humanity could just come together we could do great things isn't that a dream? <laughs> but you're all right. But your your head also knows that it's hardwired into our nature to be tribal and to selfish to be selfish and to split mm-hmm. into groups. And even when the chips are down as bad as they are down in a world like this, we're still struggling to come together. Like I don't think you'll find anybody who's going to say zombies are good. They're all going to be like, yeah, these are bad and these are uh, a danger to us as a whole. Mm -hmm. But we're still going to struggle to band together to rebuild things because Mm -hmm. there's always going to be prejudices. There's always going to be selfishness. Um, It's hard to, I mean, I try really, really, really hard to not exhibit any of those things um but you know no one is immune from being selfish every now and again oh yeah especially Uh, in a situation like that and sometimes selfishness is that's okay to be selfish yeah sometimes you you have to be selfish depending on the situation but uh so yeah i'm really enjoying the you know the morality struggle here and rick is trying so hard he's so done with war and killing and he's lost he wants to have a baby with michonne yeah he wants he just wants this to be over and he wants things to go back to as normal as possible. The funny thing is things are kind of normal. This is how societies are. Kind but we of have learned in the walking dead and when things are kind of normal, something very awful happens. Yeah. 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 <laughs> we can never get back to a semblance of normality. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's, it's, I mean, we saw it at the end here. Like, uh, even though Maggie openly admits to Daryl, she's like, look, I know Rick's way is the best way. It's the best way mm-hmm. for Herschel, her son. For Herschel. Mm-hmm. But even then, at the end, she's just like, fuck those saviors, fuck Negan, fuck Rick's way. Like, yep. her selfishness kicks in. Mm-hmm. And she just doesn't care. She knows Rick's way is the best way, but she just doesn't care. She wants vengeance. Yeah. And... <laughs> There's definitely a part of me that's also like, yeah, you should go get it. Yeah. Uh, But on the other hand, there's also a part of me that's like, you know, maybe it's best if Negan is just locked up. Uh, You know, maybe it is best if we start taking the high road again uh, instead of always taking the low road. So it's interesting that they're uh, raising all of these questions. So I don't know. I I sort of really dug this episode. Yeah, Um, yeah. 
I'm really curious to know who Anna's talking to and who these people are with like helicopters and walkie talkies. Yeah. Do you think that A and B means like a type A person and a type B person? It's got to be right. Because when she's like, you can come with me to Gabriel and not tell Ricky's like, no, I've, I've got to tell him. And she's like, I thought you were a type A. Right. And then she, you know, uh, hits him with a gun. Mm-hmm. I mean, if I feel like Anne doesn't know who these people really are either. And there's a part of me, it's this weird part of me, and I love to get into my Walking Dead conspiracy theories. <laughs> but I know that the time difference isn't really here for this. Um, because the, we saw the helicopter mm-hmm. last season. So this group was right. around before then. But I'm like, what if the helicopter group isn't really a bad group? What if they're like a good group? What if it's like Morgan's group? You know, they've got Ooh. supplies to exchange. And the people that they're exchanging them for aren't, you know, whatever weird nefarious things you can think of. Like they're yeah, but, uh, bringing them to what, like a safe, a safe place. That's what I, I've been thinking. Because why would you, you know... Mm-hmm. Prefer to people as a type A and B, and why would you? I don't know. Want people based on that? It 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 has to be that they are creating a community where they need specific people for specific roles, right? Yeah, or or maybe it's like slave labor, or it's difficult. It to, it's difficult to tell specifically, but yeah. uh, I I I I have the feeling that it's a military base. Maybe. That's quite possible. Yeah. I mean, they've got mm-hmm. the cop, they've got the copter, they've got the walkie-talkie resources. access resources. Yeah. Um, yeah. It does sound very cold and calculated. Which, if they're operating in like pure military mode for mm-hmm. survival, maybe that's you know maybe that's a thing. That's not a yeah. that's not a bad point. Uh, I'm trying to think if there's any. Hey, you know what? Uh, episode three, and we didn't get introduced to any new weird relationships. <laughs> Right. So that's good. <laughs> yes. I mean, Maggie uh, Maggie is hanging out a lot with that guy who kind of looks like Glenn but isn't Glenn. Mm-hmm. I don't know what's going on there. Uh, I don't even know if this guy has a name. I presume he does. But I don't know it off the top of my head. Um, but, yeah, like, other than yeah. that. Now, we had a very cute scene with Rick and Michonne and Judith. Oh my goodness. I, I, I'm so glad you brought this up because I sort of forgot about <laughs> it. I relate heavily to this scene. I thought this no, was... When, when he was pretending to be uh, being checked by the doctor? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, this, was heart, <laughs> this was heartwarming to me because there, there wasn't a thing. They did this montage of... Because uh, I think Judith has maybe got a cough or something. Yeah, he had a, she had a cough. They're like, oh, well, maybe we'll take her to the doctor just to be safe. And Rick's like, we're going to have to promise her, like, a family fun day in order to even get her there. Mm-hmm. And then they kind of do, like, they just take some time to do, like, a montage with Rick and Michonne and Judith of having, like, a fun, like, what a family fun day is in the zombie apocalypse. Yeah, it looked like a, like a sitcom intro. <laughs> kind of, right? They were just, he was just being a goofy dad, like. Yeah pretending doctor and crawling with her on the gr- racing around with her crawling on the ground. Mm-hmm. And as a dad, I can say that was 1 billion percent accurate. Like I did all of those things. <laughs> uh, 
and that was really heartwarming. It's they're doing a very good job of making me. I'm gonna miss Andrew Lincoln a lot. I think at the oh, end of yeah. this season, because yes. um, they're doing a lot to, and it's gonna be heartbreaking too because they're doing so much to make it like yes, it's a struggle, but it's to keep this all together. But yeah, he's by saying, threads. He's the... By threads, it's hanging on. In this season, yeah, his hope. The hope is there. By threads, it is still hanging on. He seems to have found some sense or semblance of happiness. Mm -hmm. And it's like, yeah, of course, this is going to be the season he bites the dust. Yep. But for the time being, I'm enjoying it. I I thought that was really sweet. Mm hmm. And that little girl who plays Judith is adorable. Adorable. Yes. That was a lot of fun. Uh, any other thoughts on the episode? No, I mean they are. It it was better, um, but I'm, I'm hoping that they uh, spice it up a little bit more. Yeah, um, I mean, I'm Just sure a gonna, bit. I'm sure they're going to get to some more actiony stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I mean, and what, I mean, we'll I will see. Of course, I, I know things. I because I feel like right now it's that we're going to keep building to the the fall of Rome essentially, which I think is when we're going to really start getting some stuff in here. Uh, And I'm I'm thinking we've got maybe another couple of episodes uh, until that happens. Uh, I say that because looking at the episodes here, um, we're on episode three Mm -hmm. and episode five is being directed by Greg Nicotero and written by Scott Gimple. So there we go. (laughs) The people in charge of the show are writing and directing an episode. It feels like something is going to happen of importance in episode five. Yeah. Uh, I also like this episode. I, I thought it was for me kind of an improvement on events uh, it felt like things were were picking up a little bit, and there was a lot of really strong scenes in here. And there's this big moment at the end where we've kind of got this Daryl Maggie tag team mm-hmm. that are just like, you know what, Rick's way isn't cutting it. Let's go talk to Negan. And I think you know what they mean when they say talk to Negan. Right. <laughs> Daryl is going to talk to him with a crossbow. Yeah. And to his face. Yes. And I don't know what Maggie's going to talk to him with, but probably will not be with words. No. Unless she's screaming them while pummeling his face. (laughs) That would be great. Maybe that. I mean, and in this episode, (laughs) Daryl made a lot of points about um, him and Rick both have good, you know, viewpoints. You know, Daryl is like, you know, this is all good and whatnot, but you know, Glenn's not here. Abraham's not here. Like all of these people aren't here. Um, you know, and Daryl is using this to continue to sort of fuel and feed his dislike of the saviors and Negan and, and all of this. And Rick very, you know, has a really great comeback where he's like, well, it's a good thing. You'd sort of changed your mind about the guy who left your brother to die on a rooftop. Right. Which of course Rick (laughs) did to, Merle many seasons ago and you know Daryl and Rick's relationship is a good one or at least it has been for for years Mm -hmm. Uh, you know a lot of really good points so yeah not a lot of action but a lot of good story I thought this week yeah yeah Uh, what would you give episode three 
I'm gonna give it a three point five. Okay, I gave I actually give this one a four. Okay, I liked it quite a bit. Um, all right, well, that is it for this week's episode. Uh, I guess we should also thank the good people of Adam Tickets for sponsoring this show. CinemaGeekly.com slash Adam Tickets, or click the Adam Tickets link at the top of the page. And after you do that, you can hang out on the website, check out the archives of the show, and you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Play Music, and Stitcher. Just search for Hear the Walking Dead and hit subscribe. That way, you can hear us come back next week and talk about Season 9, Episode 4 of The Walking Dead, called The Obliged. Mm-hmm.